Welcome to the Replant Podcast, providing biblical insight and encouragement to reclaim declining and dying churches for the glory of God and the good of our communities. Hey guys, welcome to the Replant Podcast. This is Bob Bickford, and I'm the Associate Director of Replant for the North American Mission Board. And today I am joined by James Nugent, who is a church consultant and replant strategist for the South Carolina Baptist Convention. James, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bob. It's great to be here today with you. Fantastic. Well, James, tell us a little bit about your work there in South Carolina and some of the things that you're doing. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, we're seeing God do an amazing thing here in South Carolina with our churches. And I've been invited to have a conversation and serve as a consultant on our church planting team that prepares the way for churches to live again. Uh, We're calling it Restarting Churches, much similar to the replant movement that's taking place across the nation. And I just get to be a part of the conversation. Man, that's fantastic. So in South Carolina, you guys have a need for restarting or replanting churches, I'm guessing. Yes, sir. So out of 2,100 churches, it's like a national average. You're thinking 70, 80% are plateaued and declining. Even in a growing state, we're seeing several churches that uh, are past the point of return, are really struggling, yet they've been faithful for a long time, and we want to do everything we can to help them. Well, that's good news, good news. Now, one of the things that we want to talk about is you're uniquely situated in South Carolina, which has the context of urban and rural. And so what you're finding is that there are some needs that replanters face in terms of connection, both in an urban setting and a rural setting. Is that right? That's right. So, you know, regardless of where they're located, I mean, there's some basic needs that I think God has designed us to have. And we have opportunities to encourage guys to pursue them while they're serving their churches faithfully. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the needs that you're discovering among those who are restarting or replanting churches uh, in your context? So some of the the basic needs are like community. Um, It's hard to serve in any pastoral setting. And you can see national trends where pastors are serving in isolation and not doing well. Uh, much less than a high-stress situation like trying to replant or restart a church. Uh, community is essential for someone who is pursuing God to grow and, and make a difference in their church, especially as they're trying to lead a congregation. Um, our guys are also needing education and equipping. This is a whole new area that they're trying to shepherd well, and and church that is struggling with limited resources, then you know how do they do that? Because it's not quite like your average pastoral experience. Uh, both shepherding and equipping are things that are probably high on their list. Yeah, so one of the things you mentioned early on in uh, just your your reply there was guys feeling a sense of isolation. And what is it about the work of replanting and pastoring that leads a guy to to just kind of sense that he's alone in it? Yeah, that's a great question, Bob. Um, When I met with a few replanters the other day, it was obvious that these guys were serving well but they were very alone, Uh, even though they may have a context of serving with other pastors in the local association, they're meeting with the groups for lunch or breakfast, their world is is different than some of your other locals' context. So it's almost like a church planter where they are trying to start everything from scratch, and yet they're still shepherding a remaining congregation, and they have an established building that has a lot of need and a lot of upkeep. So they're, they're Challenges just seem to pile up on these guys, and they feel like they have to go at it all the time, and nobody really understands. So 
to get them together and have a conversation with them is a great encouragement. Now, some guys feel like, and most guys might be this way, pastors, planters, replanters, there's almost this expectation of, man, I should be able to handle this on my own, right? I should. I went to seminary, I went to Bible college, and do you think that's that's true, that, and that guys feel that way? And then is it true that we should be able to handle some of those things on our own? I think it's a natural tendency just among a lot of men in general that we're just going to pave the way, we're going to get it done, we're going to work hard. I think we've been created uh, to work hard, even when it's really a lot of toiling and striving with very little fruit. Um, but, you know, they, that's, you know, there's no way that they can do it by themselves. I mean, I think that you're going to cave into a lot of different dangers and pitfalls if you try to, and you're just too many blind spots to try to serve your church in isolation. So it's interesting. You said some blind spots or pitfalls. What are some of those blind spots or, or pits that a guy could, could find himself in if he's going alone? Oh, there's a ton of them. I can even think just, you know, personally, um, you know, there's a lack of accountability. If you try to serve your church in isolation, there's nobody else looking into your life or speaking into your life. So you're really out on your own, almost a lone ranger and anything can happen. Um, you have blind spots to sin. I mean, there's, you know, the tendencies of our heart are going to run amok, especially in a stressful situation. Uh, you have limited access for decision. There's lack of wisdom because you don't have a council of many. Um, limited perspective on what reality even is. And so you find yourself almost spiraling out of control or, or in a crisis because there's nobody really encouraging you or guiding you. Yeah, those are sounds like dangerous pits that guys can fall into. We've seen some some of our colleagues and friends fall into those. So recently you were able to get together with some restarters or replanters and tell us a little bit about that experience and what you noticed when they got together. Yeah, so that was, this idea came up for gathering some replanters or restart pastors together after attending Nan's replant lab. We had two of the guys that attended, and you know they were kind of new to this because it is a movement that's just taken off across our nation. And to get in a room to see all these other guys that are swinging at replanting, they came back with an identity of this is who God has called me to be, and this is the purpose that He has given me. And so we try to get those guys together with a couple others that were just like them. And it really felt like I was creating almost a play date for kids. <laughs> we got in around a lunch table and I just sat back and watched them. And so encouraging to let them just share that time together. And they took off with the conversation. It was just like I was buying their lunch and they were enjoying their time together. That's awesome. What are some of the things that came up in, in their initial conversation with each other about the work they're engaged in? Well, you know what that happens when pastors get together, right? We got to tell stories about our churches. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when replanters <laughs> tell stories about their churches, it's like, oh, let me tell you a story that's even worse than oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, terrible, you know, facility issues, you know, no money, or let me tell you about this brother or, let, or whatever it is. It's almost like a what-up kind of conversation of how bad can this story be? And yet the conversation was also about, how much God had done in mm. the community mm. to tell a story of a church that used to be a meeting place for homelessness and prostitution and drugs that now is a life of, of a community again. And they just, it was all like, Oh, I got another story. Let me tell you what God's done here. So it went from bad to really good to, man, we got to keep, keep these conversations going. Man, that's good. So it sounds like they're the guys really connected over their common work, uh, their common struggle, and uh, and just found a, a sense of brotherhood together and 
in those uh, in those trying times and those victories and and all of that. Um, now, sometimes pastors get together and there's this sense of man, I don't know if I really want to be completely transparent and honest oh, about yeah. what's going on. Why do you think, as pastors, we often struggle with just being real? Well, I think that's a struggle for all of us, especially in our uh, in the South here. We see the Southern culture. You know, we're raised not to show our weakness as men. Uh, you know, we don't want to admit that we're actually fallen. We're struggling with sin. I mean, there's a lot of these blind spots and barriers to transparency that, you know, we got to press through. Uh, I think a couple things come to mind, Bob, when I think about you know, just the nature of our work. Uh, and the church creates an unrealistic barrier. I mean, whether it's a past hurt from a previous church employment or perceived ineffectiveness, like we try to share our data and our church doesn't really measure up. We've only got about 30 people gathering together compared to 300 church down the road. Mm -hmm. or, or even if it's just what the church expects of us, you know, that we can't ha have any failures and we can't struggle with sin because we're the pastor. Yeah, so if guys are going to move beyond those sorts of things, what, what are some counsel or what's some encouragement to, if, if a group of guys is going to get together and they don't want to hide and they, they want to find a sense of, of honesty among them, how, how would you encourage them to, to walk down that path? Yeah, we've seen some of that take place in several pockets of our state, and it almost takes somebody who's really craving that intimacy or and community to just kind of press through some of those barriers. Uh, I think some helpful tips might be when you get together with a few guys that are doing similar work, just structure the environment so that you're not talking about work, so that you're not even really talking about the church and what's going on, but talk about family, talk about your walk with the Lord, talk about things that you love to do, hobbies and recreation, sporting events that you can kind of get together as guys. And you might also want to set some ground rules. So, you know, that how to kind of guide the time together so that you move towards transparency, almost like maybe even dividing your time between you know, sharing life to sharing what God's doing to even sharing how we can pray for one another. And that seems to break transparency over time. That's good. So when, when this group gets together in, in the future, what are some of the things that they're going to talk about or focus on? Did you guys kind of develop a, a top list of let's talk about discussion items? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, uh, an organic kind of movement that we're doing, trying to almost a test pilot for this group of guys in Greenville, South Carolina. And it's such a joy to watch them come up with, hey, here's what I'd really like to talk about, because I know you're a little bit further down the road and you might be able to help me. It'd be really helpful just to help come up with some ideas and help me think through, mm -hmm. like, how to re-engage the community when the church has been inwardly focused for, for a long time, mm. or how to overcome um, your negative reputation in the community again or how do you make disciples when everything used to happen one way but now you're looking towards another way how do you shepherd your family through you know these stressful times there's a lot of conversations but i think we came up with about a dozen that we're going to gather once a month and talk through so the meeting uh in a public place in a church around a meal kind of how are you guys structuring the meeting well, the beauty of Greenville is we have a lot of great places to meet, and we can go downtown. Yeah. Uh, beautiful spring day, and we can sit outside or inside. But you know, we're we're Baptist, right? So we got to have food, <laughs> and it's probably going to be in a new restaurant that somebody hadn't tried yet. 
and somebody else, you know, we're going to take turns paying for it or whatever. But yeah, we, we're in church enough. So we're going to go somewhere where we're not in church and mm. we can just be guys that, that love the Lord, share in life. That's a good word. That's a good word. Now, Greenville is a great place. Had the opportunity to visit there and then beautiful downtown area with waterfalls and bridges and just a really cool area. Some of our guys may live in an area where they're kind of out, they're isolated, maybe in a rural area. What yeah. might be some of the options for guys who find themselves away from an urban area, out in a rural area? How could they connect with a group of brothers? Yeah, this is a reality, Bob, that I think that we're all looking at as we talk about replanting across the U.S. But some of our guys are really out there by themselves. And I think of a guy that's in a rural area where I started ministry, and he's really alone. They have a local association to support him, but he's not connect connecting with anybody for whatever reason. And so he's just going to call a party and get local pastors together, even if they're not replanters, and use some of the topics that you guys have used in your replant roundtables. Uh, but then you have the advantages of the flat world through technology. So you can jump on a Zoom call or a FaceTime call or, or anything that, you know, may be able to connect you with somebody that is doing like work. Maybe you see a blog that keeps an interest and you can try to start, start up a conversation with the author of that blog. So you just got to press towards community because we all need it, even if we're a distance away from those that we're in touch with. Yeah, technology sure has helped us stay connected. I mean, the, ex the explosion of Twitter and Facebook and all of those things has allowed us to really connect with with people who were separated a great distance from. Even right now, we're on a Zoom call, and here I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, it's kind of overcast and, and uh, rainy, and you're in beautiful, sunny South Carolina. So um, we would encourage guys to... to uh, to, to press in, I think there's there's it's an easy uh, thing to to give yourself excuses about why uh, you can't do something, but uh, the advent of technology and then these networks that we have through the uh, replanting network and some different things going on, guys can really make those connections. So as you think about the replanters that you're leading and connecting with, the guys that you're sitting around the table with there in Greenville, what do you really hope that they get from their meeting time together? Yeah, and Greenville is just a starting place for us, Bob, and we're already seeing the Lord open doors for the other end of our state. And, you know, as we continue this conversation, I hope that it's going to go throughout our state and beyond because, you know, there are some things that we need, whether we're replanting churches or pastoring churches, restarting, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're created in the image of God for one another. So we need community and we can come together with a common likeness of the vision that God has given us and share life in a community that's going to bring great encouragement but this is a new conversation for a lot of our guys I and mean, they, they they used to think they see themselves as an established church pastor or a church planter and now you're asking them to do some kind of a hybrid where you're planting a church with the remaining flock and a old facility and that's unique and so they need more tools they need some kind of equipping to to help them figure out how do you do the both and of separating a remaining flock and plant the church and hopefully our guys are going to find some rest. They can just get away from the office, from their sermon prep. And they can talk about sporting events. They can talk about family. They can go do whatever together in a way that encourages and strengthens their heart for the journey ahead. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a real good word. James, if there are guys that are in your area and are close to you and they want to connect with you, maybe to connect with a, 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 plant, a replanters or restarters group in your area or somewhere else in the state of South Carolina, how can they get a hold of you? 
Now, the easiest way to find me, um, probably through email, you can do James Nugent, N-U-G-E-N-T, at SouthCarolinaBaptist.org. And, uh, or you can go to the NAM website or the replant rent, uh, church replanters website. And I think there's a round table that we've set up already in Greenville that I'm the coordinator from. And my email address is there. Uh, I'd love to help guys get connected across the state. And one of the next steps we're looking at is even doing this uh, with the rural churches across the state, wherever they are. So we can create a platform for everybody to come together once a month and kind of join a, a Zoom call and encourage one another around a conversation. That's fantastic. So James mentioned uh, we do have a resource on churchreplanters.com. If you go to the resources tab and then you go to the national replant map, you can find replanter roundtables and replanted churches and uh, ways to connect all across the, the uh, United States and even into Canada. So we encourage you, if you're a replanter out there and you are feeling like you're alone and you're not quite sure what to do and you need some encouragement, don't go it alone. Reach out. Even if you uh, need to reach out and, and get together over technology, we'd certainly want to give you guys an opportunity to do that. James, is there anything else that you would share just in this topic of brotherhood uh, among replanters and restarters that would be a, a word just to kind of conclude and, and encourage these guys with? Yeah, I just encourage whoever's trying to restart or replant a church to lean in, to find somebody else, you know, use NAM as a, a starting point to jump on the churchreplanters.com and get connected with somebody because what you're doing has valuable experience uh, that can be shared with others that are also trying to, to bring dying churches back to life. And we're learning as we go. And so we need you to lean in, speak in, and join the conversation so that we can celebrate what God's doing. We can learn from you know what you're doing well and maybe avoid some pitfalls that we need to future replanters can avoid when they get started. So lean in and join the conversation. Love to Love to have you. I think that's great. Everybody has something to add uh, to the conversation from their experience, and everybody has something to gain from another brother who's uh, who's in Agreed. the work of replanting and restarting. So, James, thanks. We are excited for your work there in Greenville, South Carolina, and we want to remind our listeners to stay in touch with us via the internet on churchreplanters.com. You can connect with James at the South Carolina Baptist Convention. You can also locate his Greenville, South Carolina area roundtable on the Replant map. James, thanks a lot for visiting with us here at the Replant Podcast. Oh, it was a joy, Bob. Certainly appreciate the opportunity to share a little community with you and join a, a larger conversation. Fantastic. Stay tuned, listeners, for more Replant topics and Replant conversation on the Replant Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Replant Podcast, a resource of the SEND Network of the North American Mission Board. For more information, visit churchreplanters.com.